0: All right, here comes a uh, a ball guys podcast, and I'm sure most people are, are getting a little shaky, a little withdrawal from no ball guys last week. So we're happy to be here, give you your fix of uh, Minnesota sports talk here with uh, myself and uh, George Blaze and Jeff Spence. Uh, Gully is a wall. If uh, if we see him pop into the uh, the green room, we'll go ahead and welcome him into the podcast. But uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm ready for some 2.30 football this afternoon on a Wednesday. The NFL with Wednesday afternoon football. George, they just, the, the NFL's tried so hard to get this Steeler game on, haven't they?
1: Right. We, we were talking before we went on here. I was like, looking at what's happened to some of the other teams. I mean, I could talk about the Patriots, the Broncos, some of the other ones that have suffered from the COVID mandates. And the, you, you almost get the feeling that like the NFL is catering to make sure these Steelers who are 10-0 and 0, you know, get that game in with their rival Ravens. And they've done everything that they said there wasn't going to, this would never be involved <laughs> with strategy, right? Right. So you right? get the feeling that this is the 10 and O team and they want this game to happen and they want these guys to succeed.
0: Oh yeah. I think they're bitter. They wanted that. They wanted that primetime spot Yeah uh, on on Thanksgiving evening. And, and I think they are so bitter that that didn't happen. So then what right. they tried? They tried Sunday afternoon. And then they tried. Okay, it's going to be Monday night, and then it was mm. going to be last night, and now it's now Wednesday in the afternoon. Why right. afternoon? Has anybody heard an explanation? Have you guys heard why uh, afternoon versus uh, prime time?
2: I don't know, but they they did this what a month ago too with a with a game. I remember it was like a Wednesday at five, but this is even a little mm. earlier. I I don't know. Maybe it gives them an extra half day to practice for their next game. Then if they
1: get in oh, their right, way today. Oh, yeah
0: yeah, you got to think about the domino effect of all this, right because then you have to look, okay, well they played on, on Wednesday afternoon. Is it fair to make them play again already on Sunday and what you know what, what was scheduled to be played and then do you push that to like a Monday or Tuesday? So oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Um, are, the, are the Steelers as good as their 10 and0 record uh, would indicate? What do you guys think? gut feeling?
1: I, I don't, well, I mentioned this to you earlier, but I, I don't think they're that good. They're certainly a good football team. But, I mean, if you watch some of their games this year, the chips fell for them instead of against them like the Vikings, right? It's just, it's just unbelievable how the missed field goals where they should have been beat late and they're good. And I think that's part of what happens, right? You just kind of get in a groove and, and things go your way. And it, that has played a big part.
2: Yeah, I agree with George. I I think they're they're a really good football team, but mm-hmm. some of the weird things that have happened. I I guess good teams find a way to win, and they certainly have done that.
0: Yeah, they've definitely had uh, a good luck and good fortune on their side for the most part, other than trying to get this game in. So, uh, as far as we know, that is a go for this afternoon, and uh, and we'll we'll finally get that that game in. And I I, I don't know. I don't know how uh, fair it is uh to the ravens because i, I think they're going to be um very short-handed uh, it, you know if they had to keep pushing this off day by day i can't imagine they've got a full slate of players ready to go for this afternoon like starters you know
1: no it's it's a i it's a classic example of some of the games we've watched throughout the year you know we're like these guys are even the ones that are asymptomatic and you normally they just play through this are out. And it's just created kind of this weird environment where you don't know what you're going to get one day to the next.
0: Well, How about the Denver game last Sunday? The Broncos? They
1: didn't have a quarterback. NFL was like, nah, go play. Right, right.
0: Where did they end up finding that guy? What, what was the story on that? The guy, the
1: he was a wide receiver on the practice squad. A wide receiver? He yeah. was like,
0: oh, I played a few games in high school. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're plugging in. I think he was a college
1: quarterback.
2: Yeah, in college, I think he played some, some yeah. quarterback,
1: yeah. But, I mean, th- th- that was ugly. I mean, that was ugly, right? Some of the highlights, I was like, oh, my God. It was like that guy earlier who played quarterback for Dallas when Dalton and Prescott were both hurt. You guys remember watching that game? Yeah. It was like, yeah. this guy was horrible. <laughs> he looked like you and I throwing backyard ball. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. But like, oh, it was ugly.
0: Yeah one of one of the late night guys I can't remember who it was said watching the the Denver game with that that quarterback in there was kind of like it was kind of like watching the movie Rudy if if Rudy's team would have lost and Rudy would have played really bad <laughs> <laughs> that, pre- that pretty much sums it up All hey right. the Vikes the Vikes game um wow Uh oof. I I still feel like that was a little bit um of a Three Stooges movie <laughs> how things went. Uh, in that game and the, it, it was pretty tame in the first half, right? We get to halftime and the Vikes get a last minute field goal, right? So they go up 10 seven at the half and they're going to get the ball to start the third quarter. And, and you're like, okay, here we go. Let's, let's get seven. Let's get on the board. Let's take over that momentum. And that did <laughs> not happen. That did not happen. Two uh, turnovers by our offense and two scores. From Jeremy Chin, right on defense, a double—it was a double chin touchdowns, I guess. Double chin, and uh, and and it all of a sudden you were like banging your head against the wall, like how did that just happen? Right, Uh, and yet we battle our way back. How many points did we get in the fourth quarter? Eighteen, something like that, I think, uh, is what we scored in the fourth. And uh, I thought Kirk Cousins was uh, was amazing in the final drive. We finally got to see him come out there they had what uh, uh, like a buck 50 no timeouts and and he was good he was spot on i got to give cousins credit i've dogged him a lot this season but in that final drive i i was pretty impressed what what was what were you guys thinking
1: i i was i'm i'm on i'm on that board too i think that he uh it was a chance for him to showcase what what he can do when he's given a little bit of time and uh they just seem to be firing on the offense anyways on all mm-hmm. And I, I, but then again, we've been down this road before, where we've watched him and be like, "God, he was throwing darts last night." Then he comes back the following week, and you don't know what you're going to get. So right now, I'm a believer. I, I think he had a good game, and and maybe, maybe having that big win and that comeback is going to help help his uh, confidence.
2: I think he's played pretty well the last what four or five games. Right. Right through this winning streak, and yeah, he. Went right down the field and executed. Looked great, and what a roller coaster of emotions that whole game was. Oh, one one minute right? you're you're saying terrible things about BB, yeah, and then five minutes later, yeah, he's he's a hero. Right. right, I, mean, oh, I love him. <laughs> five minutes earlier he was right. F- cut him. Heimer this and Effenheimer that.
0: But, <laughs> cut uh, him. Uh, all right, so let's go. Let's go back to the 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 muffed punt and it looked like the vikings were going to get a chance to to go down and and uh and uh, win the game and then he muffs it and they take over on what it was it was at least the 10 wasn't it was it inside
1: the 10 after that it was right around the 10 yard line yeah
0: yeah and uh really all they got to do and they'd been running the ball so well and so effectively against us all afternoon and you think you just want to eat up the clock right so at least on the first couple of tries, right? First and second down, how do you not run the ball if you're them? How do you not do that? Because they didn't. They passed. And they stopped the clock. They stopped the clock every time.
1: Thank you very much. I was like, I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but it was good to see them making the bonehead mistakes and not us.
2: Yeah, you yeah, talk I about know. divine intervention there to only give up three points. Yeah. Right. Still, still have a chance to win the game. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, with a lot of time too.
0: A lot of time. Yep. And uh and no timeouts, but enough time where you could still, you know, if you needed to, and I think we did. I think we we might have ran on, on a play or two, but we were able to throw over the middle still and uh and the throws to the sidelines connected and we had guys running out right away. Um it just seemed it seemed very efficient, and it just seemed like um Cousins wasn't rattled by it at
1: all. Seemed like he was up to the challenge. Right. Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked what I saw on on Sunday afternoon. I think I'm still a believer, and I've been saying this going back to when they were when they were way down. I think that they're a better football team than that than that record reflects, right? And I think that if we win, and we had talked about this, you probably have it on your schedule, but looking ahead, I think we beat Jacksonville, Detroit, and Chicago. And if we could either pick off Tampa Bay or New Orleans, I think if we win one of those games, we make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, and I think um I don't know. I don't. I, I guess I feel better about the the Tampa game just because I, I just feel like they're so up and down. The Bucks are are either uh, really really good or, or not. So, you know, it's pretty easy to beat. So if we can get them on the right week and, and we we can play well, I think that's a winnable game. I think the Saints might be a taller order, although I don't think Drew Brees is what he used to be. No, no.
2: Will he be back by
1: Christmas? He claims he will be.
0: Yeah, time will tell, but um, yeah, I think he wants to be. Didn't he have all the the rib fractures and everything? And yeah. that's a tough thing to come back from.
1: I don't. Uh, I, don't wanna, I don't. I don't want to face that Taysom Hill guy either. All right, Taysom Hill. Oh my god. No, I, wanna, I mean, come on. Yeah, good football team. I mean, even without Drew Brees, they scare me.
0: You know, I was always a, a Teddy Bridgewater guy when he was in purple, and we all felt so bad about his, uh, his injury and then, and then watching him with his comeback. And then the Vikings had a business decision to make on whether or not to bring Teddy back. They decided not to, and, uh, and we can debate whether that was the right move or not, I guess, but um, watching him Sunday, I'm okay that he's not in purple anymore. I wasn't real impressed with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't be wish him any ill will. He's, he's a right. really nice guy. I wasn't very impressed by him. He missed
1: some wide open shots, right? That could have just like been the dagger, yep. right? And he missed them. I was like, well, thank God. But you're right. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't – he just never – he doesn't look like we – the kid we thought he would be coming out of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't look like that. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we all, as a person, I mean, the, the state – I think the, the football world fell in love with him, right? He's a likable yeah. guy. Yeah, but I just don't. You know, I want to win. I don't care if we have Osama bin Laden as our quarterback. I just want to <laughs> win the Super Bowl, right? Like,
0: come on, yeah,
2: he's a lefty.
0: He give, give defenses fits. Uh, Spence, uh, yeah. you weren't real impressed either.
2: No, I'm with you guys. I, I think you know, Teddy's a likable guy, but he's a good quarterback. He's a serviceable serviceable quarterback, but is he a really good starter? No, I don't think he is, but.
0: Yeah, I'd take him as a backup in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't want him starting. I just, yeah, I wasn't through. Um, through o- overthrew some guys. He had the one guy on a break to the end zone and just completely overthrew the dude. And then a couple that were behind receivers and and uh, I don't know. I don't know how much of that is is poor play calling and and how much is just uh, poor execution on his part or a combination of both, probably. But. Uh, yeah, Teddy, two gloves. I like the guy, but uh, I'm good. I'm good uh, with where we're at for now. I feel like the maybe Kubiak and, and the Vikings team as a whole have done a better job. Spencer, you mentioned the past four or five weeks for, for uh, Kirk Cousins. They've done a better job designing the offense for what Kirk does best. I feel like earlier in the season, they were, they were trying to get him to do some things that really aren't in his comfort zone, and if it's not there, he doesn't do well. Right? <laughs> We've seen that. So, I, I like what they've done. I like the changes that they've made. Uh, I, try, to, try to accommodate him.
1: Yeah, and I think that he's developed a real rapport with these guys, like Jefferson and Dillon and, and even some of the other receivers. It, it seems like they're all on the same page, right? It, it really does. It's amazing. Boy, that, I'm tell, this Jefferson addition to me is just the potentials through the roof. He might be the rookie of the year offense. Mm-hmm. He might be, right?
2: Well, he's close to 1,000 yards now, I think. And I think the other thing that's really helped Kirk is the running game has really clicked. And I think finally this offensive line has figured out how to zone block, which Gary Kubiak is known for. And that's mm-hmm. opened things up down the field too because you have to worry about where Dalvin Cook is anytime he's on the field now. Right.
0: Yeah, and lo- and look at the uh the Vikings considering that win on Sunday. Um which took a little luck, but we've seen wide left go against us enough times that we'll take one we'll take one to help us this time. But they, they win without Thielen, without Irv Smith, and without Ezra Cleveland on offense. That's 3 of your starters and you still And two turnovers, right? That the defense turned into touchdowns, and you win that game, that I mean, what are the odds?
1: Considering those turnovers to start the second half, yeah, ninety-nine percent of the time you lose that game. You do. Yeah. Right? It's just amazing. So yeah, it was good to see that. Yeah,
0: give up fourteen points
1: on
2: give up fourteen points on back to back fumbles. Yeah. What
1: within a minute.
2: i don't know what the hell the
1: odds are on that but it's not good no it isn't it isn't
0: no, no. Not at all. you give up one of those usually you're cooked and then to do two on on back-to-back series that's it's uh, unbelievable um you guys catch the uh the feeling video of him watching the uh the yeah. winning touchdown at home how great was that huh
1: i mean a real fan that was cool to see a guy that that's that passionate about it right yeah. so now you know how he feels
0: he was just like all of us, man. He was in his right. Viking jersey, right? And right. barefoot watching the game with his kids and freaking out right. when, <laughs> when that touchdown was scored. That was cool. Well, he knew, too. I mean, we were all watching, going, God, everything's falling into place. Geez, you know, uh, uh, the Lions lost, and, and we knew the Bears were going to lose the next day. Oh, God. And Arizona loses. And, I mean, just all the pieces are falling into place. All we have to do is win this game, and we're one game back. Right. And then just oh man, to come down to the wire like that and uh, have it all hinge on a on a fifty-two yard field goal, which I think was in that kicker's range, no problem, but Shank City. <laughs> was it, wasn't, awesome.
1: it wasn't even close. It was like he was oh. trying to kick it out the gate. <laughs> I mean, it was just unbelievable. I mean, wow. as soon as it went up, I'm like, he missed it. He missed it. I don't even have to watch it. You could see it going way left.
0: Yeah. I like the, uh, the addition of, uh, Ezra Cleveland, I think has helped this team immensely. I'm a little worried. I, th- I think they downplayed his injury at first, but now he's missed two straight weeks. I hope this isn't one of those things where it's worse than they initially let on. And we're going to, we're going to not see him back. I don't know. Anybody hear Any updates on, on Cleveland? If he's back this week, cause, uh, he's been a great addition
1: and they've been kind of hush hush about this, right? You don't know. It's the, yeah. the type thing. Yeah.
0: They're like, well, it's a game day decision. And then, and then game day comes and he's not playing. He's not out there. So, um, okay. So let me ask you this. Dalvin Cook coughs up the ball. Is that, uh, that third quarter or fourth quarter? I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he, he fumbles and then he's injured and we all hold our breath, right? Cause right. he's down on his hands and knees right. again. Right. Um, and then weird, mysteriously, he's back in the game a short time <laughs> later. Is he the kid that we all played? ball with, and he went out there to pitch, and got shelled, and then went, oh, oh my, oh my <laughs> shoulder, oh my shoulder's so sore, I can't, I can't pitch anymore. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's at third base and he feels great.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, they showed him walking it off on the sideline, and uh, he comes back and he's like at a hundred percent right away. I was like, yeah, I was uh, happy to see that because I honestly had visions of the. Uh, the ACL tear. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh no, he's legitimately hurt. Yeah. Like, this is just so Vikings.
2: So what did they do under the tent? Give him a shot or something in his
0: <laughs> I, don't he, I don't know. I don't I think he I think he what makes happened? the injury out to be more than it is. So he's like, Oh, I had to fumble. I was so hurt that I couldn't, you know, there's no way I could hang on to the ball. It's like, come on. I mean, you know it happens. You don't have to over, you know, to kind of like a flop. It was like a bad flop to me. Um, yeah, because that, or they were giving him some seriously good painkillers under the, <laughs> under the oh, 10. Yeah. Hey, how does this happen? We'll bring this up about the Vikes and then move on. Cause we've got some good twin stuff for you too. But, um, how does cousins hard count draw our offense offsides? Not once, <laughs> but two times. Hey, Twice.
1: Uh, God. Even even the announcers, they were like, you know, this is supposed to work the other way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, that was frustrating to watch.
0: Um, you know when you're in the huddle, they tell you what the snap count is. You should right. probably listen to that and then just not right. move till you hear that. Right. <laughs> That'd be my <laughs> suggestion. It's it seems pretty easy, but right. good lord. Um, well, Fauci, one one last football note. Um, Fauci says he thinks by next fall, full stadiums.
1: I, I saw that yesterday. That's great that, news. Oh, that's—I mm-hmm. mean, we could actually be, I think, watching baseball games by the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a good chance. So, yeah, barring
0: well, any hiccups, they could at uh, least—and maybe not a full stadium, but at least I don't know, even fifty percent or seventy-five or whatever.
1: Because even watching the NFL games mm-hmm. where they're allowing like twenty-five percent capacity, I'm jealous of those guys. Mm-hmm. But at least, at least they're in a game right and they're out in a stadium watching their team
0: Uh, oh one more football now one more will we make it to the super bowl now we we talked about the game today fifth times the charm hopefully right we've moved that around we had denver with no professional quarterbacks starting last week uh the 49ers can't play their next two games at their home stadium because of new restrictions at in uh, santa clara county so they have to play over in uh in Arizona, uh, I believe where the Cardinals play, um, you look at what's happening in college football without a bubble. Are we going to make it to, to the Super Bowl?
1: Are you talking about football in general? The NFL. God, I, I, I would have to believe, you know, they're the biggest professional sport in the world, right? So I'd have to believe that, well, the most powerful, I would say, yeah, I yeah. believe they are going to find a way to get that done.
0: And I don't think it's easy I, as and no. I don't think it's as easy as just saying put him in a bubble because you've got the um players union would have something to say about that right, and the timing would be really poor if you're a player in that you'd you'd be locked down, you'd be in a bubble over christmas time let's face it
1: but but what about what we talked about before going on the air here while we were waiting for spence we talked about you know. The money that these guys have, look, look at the access they had and and now have to testing. Honestly, do you don't you think they're going to find a way to get those guys vaccinated? I hate to say, I'm gonna oh, I mean, come on,
0: yeah, move them to the front of the line.
1: Well, I don't know by that by we, the time we get into January and they get the essential, you know, health professionals and the most vulnerable are starting to get. Don't you think that athletes might wind up being <laughs> Before the average everyday guy, I don't know. I just, the way they've done everything oh my else. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry,
0: uh, grandpa. Chad Beebe needs his shot.
1: <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me if they find a way to get that God. done. That would be, <laughs> if, if they did that and people found out about it, they might go. Oh crazy.
0: Yeah, that would, that would really be
1: or bad. What about the testing. That's what they did with testing, right? Nobody could yeah, get it, right. and they were getting the NBA was getting results in twenty four hours early on. Yeah, so Those it's like
0: waiting four days, right?
1: Right, right some of them still are waiting. Jess, you know, got tested last week, and it took four days to get a result.
0: Yeah, they're already getting the preferential treatment. So,
1: but I think we have a Super Bowl. I do. I think we're going to have one.
0: Well, look at what's happening with uh, college football. I mean, the wheels are really coming off there. Yeah. Uh, the Gophers may be done already, right? Uh, they they canceled what? last week. This week's that. done. Forty-seven players and staff members. Forty-seven right. for the Gophers, and I get it that it's it's a big you know hundred plus group of people, but uh, these are college kids and they're not in a bubble. I I don't I don't th- this could be it for the Gophers already. They're probably done. You know.
1: Yeah. Oh, I would because they would only have one more game, right? Nebraska. Yep. Yeah, and I just don't. I don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, sad because you look at where it was last year for Gopher football and the excitement and the and the the wins and the record and the big crowds and everything. Right? I mean, we were all right so stoked for Gopher football, and then we were coming into a a brand new season, and, uh, and we're like, oh well, you know, and it, it just it's it just not the same team, and then COVID issues uh, really mushroomed, and and uh, it could be over before it starts we've had a lot of um other you know really big games that have been wiped out as well so yeah, it's been rough it's been rough i don't know i hope the nfl can uh, can find a way to get through and and get to a super bowl well let's talk some baseball and uh big news we had uh, talked about this a few weeks back about perhaps the st Saint paul saints becoming a uh, a twins minor league affiliate and we get the news Kind of leaking uh, yesterday and now coming out today that uh, the St. Paul Saints are now home to the Twins' top minor league team. What's your reaction?
1: I love it. I mean, don't you think it'd be yeah, cool to be able, yeah, to be able to, in St. Paul spend an afternoon watching the Saints eat and then head over to Target Field on the other side of the river and watch the Twins play a, a night game? Wouldn't that not right. be awesome?
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. It's huge.
0: You go from Paul on one side of the river to Minnie on the other side of the river. <laughs> you're doing the Mini and Paul. Trip, right? cool. Yeah, I like it. Well, and it, it's a huge cost saver for them too. I mean, you, you I mean, you think, well, it's not that big a deal going from Rochester to Minnesota, but they can drive that. They could Uber over from from St. Paul, right, the Midway area to Target Field, and and yeah. the time, dude, yeah. the time. Yeah, you could like if somebody uh came a blame in the morning by that afternoon you got his replacement there and he's ready to play that night how how uh, you know beneficial
1: is that oh my god yeah that's that is cool no no more getting on a plane in New York right nope yeah that's awesome
0: that's good stuff um'm I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for some of the details to be worked out for for one I think the the fee for a team, to become a, a, a AAA affiliate is somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty million dollars, and I'm interested if that was waived because of the <laughs> because of the benefit to the Twins to have a a team that close right across the river, or if they were given some sort of uh, maybe a deal, maybe half of that, or or if they really had to pony that up because that's that's a lot of dough, twenty mil. Wow.
1: Now, don't you think this is going to do a ton? for the saints though i mean they're gonna sell jerseys now all of a sudden there's gonna be this i mean it was it was fun to begin with Mm -hmm. but now very casual baseball fans are going to embrace them and they're going to become even more popular and i'm talking about merch and everything this is going to be a big thing i think for saint paul
2: yep i think you're dead on
0: well it's great because it's the it's the level that you're gonna have the most interest in, right? It's where players are either coming up and you've been hearing about yeah. you know these guys forever and you're like, Ah, I'm gonna go see, I'm gonna go see these guys play, or you know, it's the guys that were with the club and got sent down and you already know them. So it isn't like going to Cedar Rapids and driving for hours and hours and hours to see a bunch of maybe some days, but right. you don't know who the hell they are. Right. <laughs> it's going over to that stadium and watching the next that next level of talent come up. Um, I, I think you 're right i think it'll be i think it 'll be huge for them um it doesn 't sound like we 're any closer to uh getting a Nelson Cruz deal done in fact what i 'm hearing is that the twins made a one year contract offer <sighs> uh, why uh you and you and you both know we all know he wants two he wants two wow. years and he 's
1: worth it and he 's worth it yes, a hundred percent worth it why well, are they well, low calling? Well, yeah, go find another – go find a better DH. I don't think you can find one right now in the American League. Are you kidding me?
2: He's a silver slugger. Pay the guy. Give him two years. Oh, my God. Just one more year.
1: And considering what you're asking him to do, and he has done it, right? right? He's done that. Right. He's been a leader in the clubhouse. He's His performance on the field has been off the charts. You have to pay him. They got to pay. Give them two years. I don't
0: get it. I don't get it. Why they're lowballing like that? I, and now, so now they're waiting for the uh, MLB Players Association. They're supposed to meet soon. One of the topics that will come up, the possible continuation of a universal designated hitter. That was the situation in baseball last year, and they'll have to decide if that'll carry over into 2021. If it, if it does. Here come a whole lot of National League teams come knocking on Nelson Cruz's yeah. door with bags of money.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. He's gonna he's a hot commodity. He'll be in Dodger Blue in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's all they need, right? It's like Rich
0: will get richer, yeah. Ah, dang it. I just I'm so disappointed to hear that. Um supposedly there was an effort to sign Charlie Morton, and Charlie turned us down. He would have been a, a good addition to that rotation, huh? Charlie Morton.
1: Yeah, we talk, well, he'd be our number one guy. Yeah, yeah, possibly one or two, probably right. Yeah, I, I've always liked him, and I thought when he when he was available, what what is it about the twins? Right, I we're mean, we're not we, likable, we, are we? We go through this every <laughs> offseason. Yeah, Even if they have more money. These guys find reasons to play someplace else when it comes to pitching.
0: Atlanta snapped him up one year, fifteen million. How could we not have topped that?
1: That's a steal. That's That's a a huge part.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you get a guaranteed winner in there—a guy who who's just a savvy veteran and is pretty darn reliable. Just came off, hey, just came off a Dodgers uh, roster, right? So instead of us losing all our good players to LA, we'd be getting uh, one of theirs, and we seem to have a lot of luck with getting an LA starter last year. It seemed to work out pretty good for right, right, yeah. Uh, Morton would look good in the uh, in the Twins.
2: It sounds like, though, he, he preferred to play in Atlanta where he could be closer to the East Coast because he's an East Coast guy, his family's there, and all of that. So signing with Atlanta made more sense trying to come to Minnesota in places west of here, right? So yeah, we're just, that's what we're, I read I think it was yesterday.
0: We're just not the popular pick, I guess, uh, as the landing spot. Uh, so then uh, Trevor May has signed with, oh, it escapes me, you guys know? Trevor May just got picked up. Mets.
2: New York Mets. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, I don't know. I got mixed feelings about that. I mean, he's like a comfortable sweater. <laughs> it's not the most sexy looking thing in the world, but you knew what you got. You knew what you had in him. And uh, he was hot and cold. Um, but he leaves. And now it sounds like uh, like Eddie is well, uh, gone. to...
2: Hmm? Well, they signed a player si- similar to him in law, hmm. what? a uh, week ago. A yeah. Ago. Uh, very similar, yeah. very
0: similar pitcher. Yeah. Picked him up from the, uh, from the blue Jays, uh, 4.90 ERA and 58 games for the Jays. So yeah, you're right. Pretty similar. Um, it looks like Rosario's time in Minnesota is over. They uh, put him on waivers yesterday, which means I guess that they couldn't find a trading partner, which I, you know, Twins fans always overvalue all their players. They're like, oh, what what starting ace do you think we can get for Eddie Rosario? And then we end up putting him on waivers because we can't even get, you know, a- anything suitable in a trade. Do you think that Twins fans overvalue their players sometimes? Or?
2: Well, I think that's part of it. But I think the other thing is Eddie's probably just a head case, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Right and who who wants that guy who's going to be a roller coaster in your in your dugout and I think that maybe that is part of this maybe I'm wrong but you know he's the hothead guy right and we're right. deep at that position anyway so
1: and, so, and so he I, goes yeah he would yeah. kind of come across as that uh like he would almost pout <laughs> right? it was just like so he, he, got, he got tossed in the playoff game last year Right, didn't. right I'm like so. I don't know. I, I, I liked him. I mean, he was a, he's a he's he's a he's a great player, but it's just a, you don't always get a hundred percent from him. I don't think.
0: No, and we've got guys, you know, uh, Larnick, and then uh, who's the other guy that uh, came up for a, a spell last year? But a couple of guys that could fill that corner uh, outfield slot. And, and you're right, you don't have the uh, <laughs> the temperamentalness with I, those. Guys. Uh, but God, man, when when Eddie was uh, going well. Uh, I'm thinking 2019 when he hit what over 30 homers, over 100 RBI and he was just, he was digging it. He was having fun. He was fun to watch, but, uh, a real hot and cold guy. And, and, uh, with the bump, I think he would have gotten paid because I think he's arbitration eligible this year. I just think the twins wanted to go a different way. I don't think they wanted to pay him that. And I think other teams knew that and they were like, well, why, why should we trade you something good? Right. With- get him in the bargain bin after he goes to free agency i or not maybe not the bargain bin but we don't have to all we have to give up is cash not a
1: player right i agree i think they made the right call
0: all right well we never got uh golly on board but we'll mention one thing um if this covid thing is uh kind of cleared up with the vaccines and everything by august 12th and if we can somehow twist some arms to get some tickets what do you think field of games Field of Dreams game in uh, Dyersville, Iowa. Are you up for that?
1: Yes. White Sox, Yankees. <laughs> yeah. If you, I mean, if we can get those tickets, are you kidding me? That would be awesome. Well, I bet they'll
0: do some kind of lottery or something for, yeah. for some of the tickets. Don't you think?
1: Sure. So what oh if, is, is it going to be? be so is it eight thousand or something? Eight yep. thousand.
0: Yeah. It's a, a temporary ballpark that's right next to the Field of Dreams movie site. Have right. either of you guys been to Dyersville to see this uh, the set?
1: I've not been down there.
0: No, uh, that's one of my not just favorite sports movies, but all time favorite movies. And I don't know why right. I I mean, it's just got to be a few hours trip, right? Right. Yeah, but to see a game there,
1: oh my god, it'd be awesome! Especially since it's been a it'll have been a year and a half, right? Right. Since, since we've had anything like that.
0: Well, if we don't get the tickets, it will be on Fox. So we'll pick maybe a a, a watering hole with an outdoor patio, some TVs, and we'll drink some cold ones and watch that on August 12th. By the way, first, that will be, if it happens, it'll be the first Major League Baseball game ever played in Iowa. Wow. Wow. How about that? Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. (laughs) Okay, this is the Ball Guys podcast. We'll get it next week, and uh, hopefully we can uh, track down Gully or bail him out at jailer, wherever he is. Uh, have a great rest of your week. We'll, we'll see you next time.